This month, the Pub Test Podcast is partnering with The Man Shake, a healthy meal replacement in a shake for men to lose the gut without losing the beers. Check them out at themanshake.com.au. Welcome back to another session with The Pub Test. Today, we're knocking the head off Dry July, Aussie drinking culture and alcohol-fueled violence. Testers at the bar today, Jared, Benny and Ash. Let's rip in. How are we doing? Hey, good, mate. Good, good, good. Good. Very good. All back, all well. I made it back in one piece. Nobody shot me while away. Uh, we took a very inexperienced <laughs> shooter with us. And um, look, family were a little bit scared that I wasn't going to come back. But uh, the hunting trip was good. You don't actually have your license yet. I, I got it the Friday before we left. Did you, though? I did. I checked my... But you don't have to. If you're with <laughs> another licensed person... That's true. Um, you're fine. But we got back in one piece, and it was a lot of fun. I did... Um, as people will know, if you listen to our show, and if you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to our earlier episodes. July, we are taking on the challenge of doing Dry July. Are we coping? It's the 9th of July. <laughs> Is everyone- <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I came into the studio this afternoon, like, hankering for a beer. Oh. And then actually realised, oh, we're doing dry July. We are doing dry July. We are on the man shake, though, which is just as good. Yeah. Just as good. It's actually pretty filling, so I'm actually good. I'm actually good right the, now. Uh, it was my first hunting trip, my first camping trip with no beer. We, we've, I've never, in my, I can't think of a time, going camping without an esky for food wow. and an esky for beer. That's so awesome. So it was, um, it that's was good. good. All awesome. five of us, everyone yeah. supported me. It was good. <laughs> How did good. they support you? <laughs> they didn't drink and they didn't bring their own beers. Um, that wouldn't have been me. So... <laughs> The boys were good. They looked after me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but did you know there's actually a cause behind Dry July? Because I know a lot of people go out there and they're like, oh, I'm doing Dry July this month for I don't know what reason. <laughs> my dad, my dad actually said, I said, oh, dad, I'm doing Dry July this month. And he's like, oh, I'll do it too. And I was like, and then I didn't figure out what the heck Dry July was for. <laughs> so I, know, I know there isn't. I have heard Dry July for years. Like, yeah. I didn't even know until Benny brought it up that there was a website it's a bit like Movember. People go, oh, I'm going to do Movember, mm. but never set up a profile and never raise money. So what is yeah. it, Benny? Well, it's actually to support uh, cancer. So there's actually the Dry July to Foundation. To support cancer? Oh, or, that's sorry. What, <laughs> <laughs> raise money to support people with cancer. There we go. Uh, low hanging Thanks, mate. Fruit. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, no, so it is. I, I didn't realise that until yep. today. And it's not just for one particular sort. So I know Movember, as we talked about, is men's health, but this is cancer across the board. Yeah, but when you do sign up for Dry July, uh, what happens is that you can actually, if, if you don't want to, you know, do Dry July's foundation, you can select your own um, foundation. Oh, to, like your own charity? Yeah, so, if you want. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So can you option. give up other things? You know how they, like... Again, I do Movember every year, so I'm sorry to keep diverting to that, but there's Mo chicks or, or Mo ladies, something to that effect, what? and they can, well, they can grow their leg hairs. Oh, like it's all, it all gets a bit loose. <laughs> um, is there anything else or is it they- No, I, I actually haven't looked that far into it, but- <laughs> You give up KFC for a month. It's, no, no deal. No deal, no. <laughs> the Polynesian in Benny says no. <laughs> Uh, but well, mate, yeah. you've set up a page too so people can come and support us yeah, and donate yeah if you hit up uh, our socials uh, we'll put a link in our bio awesome and uh, you'll be able to check that out and donate if you can our goal I set which I'm unsure how we'll do but I think we'll do well a thousand dollars 
Oh, that's awesome. So, that, that's so doable. Yeah, it's so doable. Come on, every, come so on everybody doable. in podcast land. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you, know what, you know what I felt guilty about? When you set it up, uh, it goes, oh, so you start the donate. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody look because it's still at zero. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, I'm just trying to set it up at the moment. So if you jump in there and you see that we haven't donated anything, that's because we just haven't completed well, setting it up. So those who donated to Israel Falau can also donate to us, right? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Two million? And it's not going to get shut down. So the Australian Christian lobby can come and support us yeah. and it'll be fine. Yeah. But the uh, in, in amongst doing dry, dry excuse me, dry July, um, we went off and got a body scan. Um, and that was, let's say, confronting, um, to say the least. We're all about the same age. Um, we've all been married or something for a significant period of our lives. And um, the body scan, they don't do a uh, – I've had a DEXA scan in the past, which uh, the guys at Evolt 360, where we got our scans done, explained that a DEXA scan sort of does muscle uh, – sorry, bone density. But this thing goes through – Water, uh, visceral, visceral fat. Have visceral I got that fat, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Then fat around your organs, um, all these sorts of bits and pieces, and uh, it gives you a score at the end. So we're going to get through dry July, um, and <laughs> on the man shakes, on the man shakes. So the score's got to go up, not down. Yes. Yeah. So right. the the optimal score is ten. If you are a ten out of ten for what they call the body wealth, uh, sorry, body wealth, body wellness index, then you are elite. Elite. We. That's what we think. Um, At the moment, I'm fat leaked. That's what. So. <laughs> Go back to episode three, yeah, uh, yeah, or yeah. four, sorry. Four, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be good to see how we do. Do we reveal our scores? Or I think we do it at the end. At the end, right? That's that's called a teaser, mm. um, not a Malteser, because <laughs> uh, we are <laughs> we're eating healthy, and I'm gagging for a Malteser right about now. Um, but we'll get into that. But yeah. there is actually heaps of awesome information um, when we signed up for Dry July about what a month off alcohol does for your body. And it was pretty shocking to mm, see mm. some of the bits and pieces, even the the really uh, simple stuff like sleep. After a week, they talk about people sleeping a heck of a lot better after two or three weeks. Benny's got a bunch of info here, but oh. um, there's stuff. Well, can, you- can, can I just recommend on sleep? I'm, I'd love to. I know this is probably uh, we could do a whole episode on this, but I've been using this app just on sleep called Sleep uh, Cycle, and it actually records your sleeping patterns, and it'll wake you up within a half an hour gap of your optimal waking up time. So if you want to wake up at six thirty, it'll wake you up half an hour between say six and six thirty, say six eighteen or something at what it recommends is the optimal time. And it is a phenomenal app. You can actually record your snoring habits too. Yeah, so for it's the, crazy. It's, a, it's amazing. I used to use it, but now I've got children, so there's yeah, no yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Ben doesn't need an app. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but on sleep and, yeah. and alcohol deprivation and things like that, like, you know, what's going on there? Yeah, well, uh, if we start from – so on their website, it gives you all this information, which is really cool. Um, but uh, – it says there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff. 80% of Australians over 18 who drank uh, drank alcohol in the last year, which, which is pretty lo- high. Pretty high. Like when you think about it, yeah, that's a massive number. Like a, yeah. there's oh, well, a lot of people for religious reasons. There'd be people for health reasons who can't drink. Um, 80 is still massive. That's high. Really yeah. high. This one was this one was interesting. Uh, 1.9 million. The number of Australians drinking more than six standard drinks per day. Per day. Yep. 
Well, we, we were looking at this earlier this morning, weren't we, Jerry? With binge drinking is classified as more than five drinks in a session. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, six standard drinks a day doesn't necessarily mean five in a session, but you'd have to think if you're doing six, you're not spreading it out. So you're like, thinking just open one, finish that one, crack it, crack another one, and then you go through five. That's con- you, You've just binge drink. 100%. So if 1.9 million Aussies are doing more than six a day, they're binge <laughs> drinking every day. That's yeah. hectic, man. But um, there's heaps of information on there. Check it out. But if we go down a bit, it talks about the benefits of uh, giving up or having a month off. So obviously saving because alcohol is not cheap. Oh, we, there, was, there was a thing on there. I think it was about $1,600 you'll save. By uh, by dropping the alcohol, which worked out to eighty avocado toasts or something, <laughs> it's very funny. Well done, Dry July. Yes, so good. Um, mental health, so it could improve your mental health because alcohol tends to trigger or worsen existing uh, Mate, symptoms. The my, a lot of my family uh, are in the medical prove- profession. Um, obviously, not me. Uh, the the amount of <laughs> self medication. That comes from, and people don't always associate alcohol with self-medicating, but it's a it's a real real problem for a lot of people. If their mental health is poor, uh, it's really bad. It's shocking the the effects that it has. There's heaps of info there, so check it out. Um, Definitely. But talking about the Australian culture and drinking, like yes, what do you think? <laughs> I think Australian. <laughs> As probably the expert at the table, um, being the only sort of you know um, person who in, probably in, gets involved. With that. What, what you actually just mentioned before we hit record button that you won't just have one drink. No, it's and um, it's funny. Someone bumped into into my wife over the weekend and and uh, said, "Oh, Ash is doing Dry July," and um, she went, "Yep." And he goes, oh, geez, how's he going to handle that? And um, she was like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, you know, a whole month without anything to drink. And and she was like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like we, we don't actually drink a hell of a lot. But you're right. I don't drink a lot uh, as far as frequency. But if I do, I won't have one one beer. Why, though? Does, uh, to be honest. Ex- explain to me the, the thinking behind if you're going to crack one beer. I, I will very rarely drink at home. So if I'm going to have something to drink, we'll be out um, or I'm at a work function. Uh, and talking about the Aussie culture, I think we were talking about that ad this morning with, um, I can't remember, it's, it's something to do with a kid in like the 70s. He's out the front with dad and dad goes, oh, you go get me a beer. And he runs inside and gets a stubby out of the fridge and comes back out. And now it's 20 years later and the kid's now the dad and it goes through this cycle. And it's basically saying that alcohol is a, um, a generational thing. Alcoholism is a generational thing that gets passed on and those drinking habits get passed on. But growing up, it was very normal, like particularly family members of mine. It was always around a barbecue wasn't a barbecue without a carton or, you know, particularly of close family of mine. It was just what you did. Mm. Uh, and it is definitely something that's taught. But for me, like I said, it, it's, it'll be because I'm out. Uh, we're having dinner or something and I won't have one beer. I'll have two. Or so do you, do you guys crack a beer when you come home from work, like during the week, so Monday to Friday? Like, yeah. oh, man, it's been a crap day. Well, I actually do, yeah. Um, I think it, it comes – well, for me, it, it was a bit different because when I was younger, I actually didn't drink as much Yeah. Uh, because my dad was a – Tough Samoan man. <laughs> so if you got caught with something like that, you get flogged. <laughs> but um, uh, when I met my wife, it was totally different. I was like, "What the heck? These guys like drink every single." But night, they're like Euro- single- European or yeah, so wine and stuff. But yeah. being in Australia for so long because they were born in Australia. Well, my wife's my father-in-law. Um, he he was born in Australia, and then they just man, 
every night. Like the hard stuff too, like whiskey and <laughs> on like, the gear. <laughs> yeah, like uh, every night. We 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 run fairly major events um, for what I do professionally, and it, it's an often a conversation where we're putting together these events for a couple of hundred people, where the drink menu becomes a massive focus well, of planning hang on. this thing. A drink menu. Yeah. So if you're putting together a gala dinner or something. So there's just not, here's your 4X, here's your... No, 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 no. VD. There's, there's that, packages. So you can go yeah. like the top flight package, which is no French way. champagne and all craft beer. And then you go down, you have like the Dero package, which is <laughs> like... Just like all 4X. Cans. Um, and I it, love 4X actually. So uh, no, don't mock that. I love Milton Mango out of a can. <laughs> Delicious. The, but it is... It, and we know we've particularly over the last few years that I've been doing it and organizing these things. If you've got a good drink menu, people want to see it, and so they'll often make a decision about attendance. No joke, they will decide whether they come to something. Go, oh, geez, they're having this sort of drink, and it's paired with food, and so that sort of highlights the the I guess the um, how frugal or how much these guys are actually putting into the event. Definitely, wow, definitely. And if there's if there's free drink. People come out of the it's woodwork. On. Like but it's, it's not only that though. You can you can actually ask a bar if they have drinks packages. So if you have a group going to a bar for an event, or you're having like a dinner or something, and you have o- over a certain amount of people, you can ask for a drinks package. So like if you've got ten people at a dinner table, I think for a it's like minimum of like fifteen to twenty. Wow, or something. I've like never that. done that but, before. Well, I I <laughs> I run the social club for the work Christmas party. Right. So, so very nice. <laughs> but for instance, our last Christmas party, we got a drinks package for, I think it was uh, $90. And that was like three hours unlimited. And the list was like massive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, we went right. to a, uh, a fundraiser, my brother in law and I, a couple of weeks ago. And that's exactly what it was a four hour drinks package. And it was funny towards the end, the last 15, 10, 15 minutes, guys like double and triple parking because they knew the end was coming. So they're going up and getting like four stubbies. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's for my mate. It's for my mate. And sitting at the table and then they got kicked out of the function room. So they're sitting in the car park. But <laughs> I, I always thought about that with liquor license and stuff like that. How are they allowed to do that? But oh, that's the culture. It's, responsible it's service culture. of alcohol. But I think it is an Aussie culture. Like you, yeah. as you said, you've got Samoan heritage. Yeah. Jared, you're South African, moved to New Zealand, and now in Australia. Have you guys noticed in those cultural dynamics how it is different? Yeah, it's massive. Like, um, I, I, and I, and one thing that comes with it as well is like, I find that uh, there is a blind eye to what happens during the drinking culture. Like, um, you look at, for instance, the Melbourne Cup. Man, that is Messy. trashy as no, man. Like, and you're right, like as far as I've heard and seen stuff go, oh, you know, well, yeah, they did X, Y, and Z, but they were on the drink. Like it was a – and it is very much sort of a blind eye to bad decisions, stupid stuff people do. Yeah. Um, but it's okay it was the Melbourne Cup. Or, yeah, oh, that's right. Really? That's exactly I'm always right. wow. horrified, like – well, horrified and tickled pink <laughs> with with the, the – Drunk people at Melbourne Cup. The videos that come out that afternoon yeah. is always a great laugh. But as a as an Australian, I think, geez, this goes around the world, and people are like, "Oh, Melbourne Cup in Australia." What about South African culture? So the braai, if you're having a barbecue, what's what's it centered around? 
yeah, the fire. It's, 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 it's really centered around the fire and food. But they, honestly, uh, South Africans do tend to drink. But my, my family in particular is, is quite conservative. So I've grown up with my dad just having one beer on occasion. Yeah, Even seeing him now with a beer is still kind of weird. And when my dad offers me a beer at a barbecue now, it's still kind of weird. So for me, having one beer... Are you sure, Dad? Yeah. I'm 32. Are you, are you sure, Dad? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So even now, I'll, I'll, I'll crack a beer every now and again. Um, in the winter, I like a little bit of a wieners, but uh, <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it's, I think it's, the <laughs> word is vino. Huh? I know, but I'm I'm, I'm I thought you were going to say wieners. Yeah. <laughs> where I thought it was going. It's a vino rosso alla da casa. Do you know what? It, anyway, let's not start talking about it too much. But I've been drinking a lot more tempanello. Tempanella, am I saying it's this Spanish grape? It is a delicious. Not um, in July, though. Not in July. <laughs> I have about twenty-one more days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a bottle at home. Yeah. Um, but you talked about this, your wife's experience yes. with how alcohol is associated with her. Yes, her. She she tells me often that uh, an earliest memory of her dad is the beer cracking you know that noise like she she remembers <laughs> her dad opening and she associates that noise with her father it's, which is it's, it's unreal like yeah. it, I, I cannot even I, I can't even fathom that that it's so ingrained and so sort of mashed in her memory and her culture that that's like that's that's a normal thing it is it's a family member of ours um sort of an adopted family member i went to his daughter's kindergarten graduation i was probably 12 but for some reason, my mum was somewhere, and so I was with this family. And I went to pick up my rugby bag because I was going to training after this kindy graduation, and it was really heavy. And I was like, and I've opened it up, and there's all these ice cold cans of VB in my rugby bag. And old mate who I was with, this family friend, it was like, oh, I couldn't get through this without him. So to hide them from his missus, he stuffed them in my bag so he can go to his four-year-old's daughter's <laughs> kindy graduation. But so normal. Like he wasn't even fussed that I found him. He thought it was funny. But it is is—it is a very much a very cultural it's so, undertone. It's super fascinating for me, honestly. It really, really is. Well, that's why it, it, it's a stat that police will actually pull over utes on a Friday afternoon because majority of the time after they finish work, They'll crack a beer. So oh, they'll. Well, I, I, I didn't know what a traveler was until last year. <laughs> I, you know, and, and, my, and my brother in law, <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's a landscaper. And on a Friday afternoon, as you mentioned, Benny, he cracks a beer. He's driving, for goodness sake, and he's drinking. I'm like, what the heck are, you, are you doing, you? mate? It's like, no, no, this is a traveler. <laughs> and it's normal. As what an, the heck? As an apprentice, there's parties for everything. So, like, as a carpentry, carpentry apprentice, it's you have a slab party. So once the slab's down, you get a slab, and after work on Friday, you sit down, and the boys knock over a slab or two, and then you have a roof party. A slab or two? Well, it depends how many people are a there. A slab is 24, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, there might yeah, be a few guys long. on site, but like you, then you do it again for a roof party. And I've been on other sites where they do a lock-up party. So once the house gets to that stage, so it's like, almost any excuse to oh, to crack yeah, a bevy, right? right? If there's um, yeah. if there's a reason, and look, we're we're called the pub test, and we love a love a beer. Yeah. Um, but I think you've also got to be, as we've talked about, you've got to be cognizant of the fact that mm. why you're drinking, how are you drinking, and being aware of whatever it is. It's very easy to get into a pattern that's um that's a slippery slippery slope. Mm.
The Pub Test is thanking White Label Studios, professional photography, video, podcast studio on the Gold Coast. They've been awesome to us. You can check them out on Instagram, White Label GC. I, I find it very difficult uh, with people that can't handle their drink. Oh. Man, that, it, that stuff ticks me off. Because, uh, for instance, I used to go out. Uh, when I was younger, not anymore, mate. I, mm. I actually, I actually didn't club for long. Declubs. <laughs> All I'm seeing is Terry, Terry Crews in white chicks with the glow sticks and a whistle. Benny <laughs> <laughs> uh, would have loved it. Yeah, that's right. But you're heavier set. Like you're a bigger guy. Yeah. So uh, Jared and I were chatting about this this morning. I've got no hair, and I look like a bit of a meathead. And you've probably had the same thing. People just, I'm a magnet for. Morons, yeah, on the drink, like, yeah, people just want to punch me. Yeah, you bump into them. Oh, I'm gonna bash this guy, yeah. like, like, and it's like you, you've bumped them by accident. And you sometimes, and when you drink, some so many people in the club passing you, you don't even know if you touch someone. Oh, there's a hundred just million, million like, people. Same hey. thing, you're looking at my missus. No, mate, she looks like a smashed up biscuit tin. I'm not looking <laughs> at your missus, like, but people just want to fight you. And it is. They get on the drink and they get aggressive. Yeah. But I, I've always come down to the to the bit of the thing. It's normally my experience has been people who haven't played contact sport, or they've never been in a fight, or they were skinny at school and then they discovered carnitine and the gym and they got yep. jacked and then they just want to prove themselves. I remember going to schoolies. My my stepdad worked at a thing called the Chill Out Van on the Gold Coast. Chill Out Zone, excuse me. And basically, it's the halfway hub for anyone who's drunk too much, overdosed, got in a fight, and they get patched up there and they'll call the ambos or the police or whatever it might be. And he took me down there for schoolies 16, the year before I graduated, and he'd point stuff out. So we'd walk around and do these things and he'd go, right, so you can see that guy there. He's the starter. He's the instigator. And then he'd point out his mates. And these guys are standing cavil and walk down the thing and bump into someone. And as soon as someone would bump in, three or four of his drunk Dero mates would Stupid. run in and get in and roll people. Um yep. For no reason, like some guys, just kids just walking down the street. And it is that alcohol violence, particularly young guys, if you can't handle it, it's um, it's really, really dangerous. Have you ever had a serious um, sort of interaction with someone, someone throwing punches? So or? going out, I only one time. And uh, I, it, the thing was like we got, in, got into a little bit of an argument and, uh, you know, when you're drunk it, gets heated and, and you can't stop yourself um, but this guy had like three other guys and um, they all surrounded me and tried to jump me and my what was going on in my head was like man what am I going to do here and so what I did was I just grabbed one guy and I said if I'm going down, going <laughs> down. <laughs> and so everyone's in me and I just got this one guy and so for me I was like man like how easy it just escalates and people just can't handle their drink. And uh, for instance, in Cairns, there's a story out at the moment where this tourist has just been um, so being jumped by um, a, a few people at a pub and now he's in critical uh, condition. Is there hospital. much detail in the story as to, like, he didn't know the people? No, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's working here on a tourist visa, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I actually had this story up about uh, you have to uh, – be you have to subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> I've read it too many times. <laughs> and so it wasn't one of those one hit wonder. What are they called? The coward's punch. Coward's punch. It, it was because there was multiple people. So I'd right. still call that a coward punch. Right. Like it, it's ridiculous. Like I, this stuff just makes me 
makes my blood boil. Is that whole coward's punch thing still going around? Is that still a Mate, thing? It's, it's. I have. I mean, I'm not that old, but I can never remember growing up ever hearing about. Like, I remember glassing became a thing on the Gold Coast just before I turned 18. Glassing. So, like, someone getting smashed in the face with a beer glass at a pub right. so, or a club. And right. so, particularly, there was a place called the Beer Garden. I don't even know if it's still there in Surface. Um, but they all went to plastics because of it became this thing that was just happening. I'm pretty sure all... all are they all plastics now? now? Yeah. But it was this... Um, Majority. This really, really uh, sort of prevalent thing that kept happening... Uh, and that sort of dissipated a bit, and now it's gone into this coward punch thing. There has been so many just senseless. There was a kid in the valley a year or two ago. I think it was his first night out. It was his 18th birthday party, and just out of nowhere. Um, and so I was looking up Danny Green, uh, who's a professional boxer. He has this Your thing. Mate. My mate. We're, we're, we're tight, as <laughs> me and Greeny. Um, uh, he has this, this website, uh, has a foundation called the Coward Punch Campaign, and I was on there today looking at some of the things. 94% of attackers, exactly what you were talking about, are with a group of mates. Yep. So it's not just one guy rogue out there. They're out there drinking with their buddies, and then it is. It must be this egg on, oh, mate, you know, go and king hit someone. I don't get oh, – it makes no sense to me. I think some of it's got to do with some people just can't. Like, if they drink alcohol, they get angry. Oh. Like, like I, I think that – I understand that people egg on and do this, but I totally believe that alcohol is different with – Different people. Some people get emotional. Some people get the <laughs> you do. You have the you have the sad drunk. You have yeah. the loud drunk. The, the you guy have that the wants funny to drunk. Fight everyone. Yeah, yeah. Funny. But no. it also depends on what alcohol you drink. Yes, that it. is Because I, yeah. I get you angry. can't drink rum. Rum. Eh? I'm a, I'm an angry man on rum. A rum grub. <laughs> I get I get real cheery. I go. I'm everybody's mate after a few rums. I'm Mr. Habit Chat man. That's what <laughs> I like. Actuals like I can talk to anyone. And the whole night I can just get drinks because I'm Mr. Have a Chat. But do you think, going back to this coward's punch thing, do you think, and we're actually going to touch on this in our next episode, talking about toxic masculinity, do you think there's any sort of correlation or any line between people, one, not being able to handle their drink, but also not knowing, I don't know how to explain it very well, but guys not really knowing how to deal with uh, anger and emotions and all those sorts of things because they're not taught and they're not shown? Or do you think it honestly is just they get on the grog and they get stupid? That's a really good question. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's a mashup of both. I think in Australian culture, men don't really know how to deal with emotions and then alcohol sort of fuels that um, that passion or that, that confusion and there's no mask behind that, right? So it just comes out in, in all blazing fire. But this is, I used to not fight a lot at school, but I had a few fights at school. I, I um, can't, like, that. I can I can see, uh, looking at you, like, I can see it, <laughs> but I can't, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're such a, you're such a, like, a happy-go-larry type of guy, and you're like, you want to have a laugh, I, I can't see you. I'm not, or I'm, actually, no, I've seen you grumpy, no, I'll take that back. <laughs> yesterday. Um, the, I'm not aggressive by nature, but, like, as a young kid, I'm talking 13, 14, 15 years old, like, particularly rugby fights and things like that, I've... Yeah, Nowadays, are they yeah. are different. But like in the same thing, in the schoolyard, we were in year eight. This kid in year 11 just kept picking on and picking on and picking on my friend until it cracked one day. But it's also circumstantial, right? 100%. You, you, I'm like, not going out there looking to punch somebody. Correct. Yeah. But I think we sometimes shelter, particularly boys. This is going to get me in trouble with the bloody gender people out there. But we like... I think boys need to, at a young age, learn to wrestle and ruffle and get that out of their system. Because that's what I see with a lot of young kids particularly the last few years coaching teenagers in rugby, some of them are just aggro little buggers. Mm. And they go to footy and they want to get it out and they want to punch everyone because they've never dealt with 
this sort of testosterone fueled frustration, and then you add alcohol in the mix, yeah, and they get um, you know jolly, and they just want to belt everyone. Yeah, it's, um, and I, and I agree too because I I I feel like it's getting worse. Oh, do you hate? I hate going out. Like yeah. I, I mean, we Benny and Benny and I have two small kids, and so we probably don't get as much time to go out as we used to, but. <laughs> Like, I don't, what, what I don't go out. <laughs> That's because your wife's studying. She doesn't talk to you anymore. <laughs> you could go out by yourself. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's uh, – my wife gets frustrated because when we go out, I'm always on edge. Like, mm. I'm, I'm worrying about who's here or who's yeah. there. She used to laugh at me when we were dating because I'd always have one – I'd hold her hand with one and then I'd have my fist clenched. And she's like, what are you worried about? Really? I, it's Honestly, it's a weird default thing that I just I'm, – I'm always on edge. Like protection. Yeah, it probably that's is. That probably has, has a lot to do with it as well. Um, but I think that when you get married and when you have kids, um, those two things change your, your protective. But that's different to someone who's uh, young, drinking, out partying, and all of a sudden they're just – But they're the idiots I'm worried about. Yeah. Like it's the 19-year-old who's, you know, injected roids at the gym that afternoon, then he's going to go out and have 57 <laughs> schooners, um, and I'm going to look at him the wrong way, uh, and he's going to want to – <laughs> Some passion pop. <laughs> Where's the good drinks we had at 18? If they just had some sugary passion pop, they wouldn't be so mad. No, man, sugar, <laughs> sugar's the worst of them Let's, all. I reckon sugar, like, fires people up. What are those vod- those vodka Red Bull things? That are, yeah. that's, that's what, Is that, that a that w- snake bite? That w- I always get that wrong. No, 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 no. I've got no idea, mate. Okay. I, don't, I don't drink that stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it, like for any young person out there, like I know you turn 18 and you're allowed to go out and have a drink and all that's fine, but I'd encourage you a couple of things. Have a look at the cowardpunchcampaign.com. Have a read about some of the things. Even one of these I'm looking at now, he's got a titled Roll the Dice, 12% of coward punches result in death. Two things. If you're out with a bunch of mates and you're on the drink, look out for your mates. Like We got to a point where we always had a, had a designated Dave and it was easy because we had a mate who was Mormon and didn't drink and so it was really, really simple for us. <laughs> um, but I think that's smart now to have someone who's just responsible for the, for the group. And secondly, if you're one of those aggro little buggers, just stop. Yeah, that's right. Think. If Something you can't drink, change. don't. Like, I'd, it's not. <laughs> it's not a matter of it's my right. If you can't handle it, my metabolism is terrible. I know I can't eat a packet of Tim Tams, but it's but so it's also, I don't do it. You need to have that awareness of yourself to know that. Oh man, two three drinks, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Yep. Or if you have a mate, be straight up with him and say, mate, you can't actually handle. You've had two drinks. A third one, you get a bit. Loony. A bit stupid. Yeah. Oh, I think that self-awareness is a massively important part. I agree. Um, to get across it. So, boys, good chat today. Thanks mm. for coming in. But our last shout, what do you think? Uh, alcohol, alcohol-fueled violence, should people just stay away? What's what's the final thoughts? I, I'm thirsty after that conversation, <laughs> to be honest with you. That's don't, what I don't think. Don't say last shout because uh, that's right. that's, Yeah, last shout is 21 days from now. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I, we, we've got a couple of listeners in New Zealand as well, um, and I know that the culture is very, very similar there too. And I, I honestly think that, I mean, for, for me coming from my conservative background, I think that it's a lot easier for me to say, hey, mate, just don't have a beer or don't drink as much because when it's so ingrained in your culture, I think that can be a little bit difficult. But I think that for those listening out there, if you know – that a mate of yours is actually, he can't handle a drink, just be honest with him. Be straight up, you know. Like he might not, or he or she, I don't want to discriminate. Uh, 
It might <laughs> or anything in between. That person might be uh, a little bit aggro with you, but they'll appreciate it on the other end. So let them know. Well, it's better than being aggro at you for that period of time than them accidentally killing someone. Yep, well, mate, it's, a, it's an eight years minimum sentence if you kill someone from a coward's punch. Hectic. Eight years for you getting doing a drunk, stupid decision. And I think from my point of view, partially culturally, I think Australia's culture with alcohol, my experience, I've been in my entire life, um, it's very much ingrained in what we do. And I think it's different from my mum's family's Italian um, by, by heritage. Alcohol is part of their culture from a very different reason. Like kids will will have a little bit of wine when they're 10 or 12 years old. And it's not this thing where you have 50 drinks. It's, oh, you know, we'll have a glass of red with dinner or we'll do this. Or, or uh, what's a little lemony thing they have after? A limoncello. Limoncello. Like that sort of stuff <laughs> is part of the culture but in a very very different way yeah so i think we got to educate our young people whether they're our kids or otherwise just about how to handle it what you do with it and uh not to make a decision that's going to ruin the rest of your life but mm. in saying that let's get through dry july we're going to do this bwi challenge Come i'm on. going to bring my number up I'm going to yes. be double digits, 11 out of 10. Um, <laughs> You're going to come in like... Elite. Just elite. jacked. That's yeah. <laughs> We're on the Gold Coast, so uh, yeah. any hookups, yeah. uh, look, solarium, spray yeah. tans, yeah, yeah, yeah. wigs in my case. Yeah, let us know. Hello at thepubtestpodcast.com. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, boys. Good chat. Have a good great chat. afternoon. Good chat. Yep. See ya. See ya. Hey, mate. Yes, mate. The Pub Test Podcast is free. It is free. You should make sure that you get on and support. It's not often you get to go to the pub without putting any money on the bar. So make sure you like, subscribe, find us on social media, Instagram and Facebook, The Pub Test. You can look for us on podcast apps and Spotify.